Thank you for listening to the Kim Commando Show. Here is the weekend of February 26th, 2022. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a meme going around the internet right now. It's a picture of Ben Affleck, and he's leaning against the wall. He has a cigarette in his right hand, and he's looking down, just thoroughly disgusted at the very moment. And underneath the photo, it says, when you are almost out of the pandemic, but World War III is about to begin. I looked at them like, oh my gosh, I can so relate to that. And we're going to be talking about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine and how it affects your digital life. And it sure does. I mean, let me tell you, the scammers will be pouncing on this and trying to steal your money. And then there's this whole major worry, and it's a big deal, about a cyber attack. And will the Russian hackers strike again here in the United States? We're going to get to all that. But first, welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to America's largest show about all things digital. That's right. It's the most trusted source. And of course, it's the Kim Commando Show, and you can find us on over 425 top stations from coast to coast. And we're always streaming in your favorite radio app, and you can find us streaming as a podcast or as a webcast whenever you want over at getkim.com. And a special thank you and salute goes out to all of our listeners of the Kim Commando Show on the American Forces Network radio. I love this. 375,000 American servicemen and women in 175 countries. And yes, 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. And of course, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And once again, that T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is one 825 right, let's start this hour with what you need to know about technology as it relates to this past week's event where Russia, of course, invaded Ukraine. And let's start by me telling you a story. It's winter, the snow, cold, freezing temperatures. You have your radio turned on, and the headline is big on your favorite news sites. America's largest pipeline that has been in continuous operation for the last 57 years has been hit by cyber attackers, and it is shutting down. And the pipeline's huge. It supplies gas up and down the East Coast. It's 5,500 miles long. It can carry 3 million barrels of fuel per day between Texas and New York. Now, within just a few hours of the pipeline being shut down by the cyber attack, you go to the gas station to fill up your tank, and there's like this really long line. You're like, you know, what's going on here? And then you start seeing signs on various gas stations including this one that you're at, and says, uh, fuel low, we may be out of gas soon, we don't really know what's going on. And then, of course, there's always the fist fight. Somebody in line is mad at somebody else because they think they cut them off, and they say, I got there first. And so with the gas supply going down and demand going up, what happens with prices, of course, prices go up. So the president declares a state of emergency. They've got to get that pipeline back up and operational. A week goes by, seven long days. Try as they might, they cannot bring it back up. And then a note appears from a Russian hacking gang that says, pay up, pay the ransom, and we will give you the pipeline back. Five days later, the pipeline's turned back on, two weeks down. Sounds like a Hollywood movie, but it's not. It actually happened uh, about a year ago, April of 2021. And there are other pipelines across the country, and hopefully that they're being all locked up. But let's go back to now something else. How about the power grid? And also to 2021. It's February, cold weather storms. They took the Texas energy grid offline. There was no power for four and a half million people. Wow, 60 people died because of it. Now, Russia had nothing to do with that. That was just nasty weather. But it really shows how vulnerable our power infrastructure is, despite all this tech and engineering and networking that we have around us. 
Now, you may know, maybe you don't, that Russia cut power to the Ukrainian homes back in 2015. So here in the U.S., we have three distinct power grids. I actually had to look this up. There's the Eastern Interconnection, a huge zone of synchronous, they say, AC power. That's basically North America, east of the Rockies. Then you have the Western Interconnection, which is most of North America, west of the Rockies. And then you have Texas, of course. They have their own separate grid. But what could Russia do? Could they take down our power grid? And could they cripple us for years, they say? I mean, it's been estimated to take us at least five years to regrain, to get back all the money and everything that we lost if the power grid were to go really out. And what would you do without power? Really, how would you live? It's really frightening to think about it, isn't it? Now, consider another convenience of modern life. The GPS, right? Runs off of satellites. We are so dependent on GPS. How do the police, how do the fire, the EMTs know where you're located when you call for help? Well, it's technology. It's a GPS. Your apps and your phones and your devices use GPS too. And you want to hear something really frightening. And I don't know if you know this, but in November of 2021, this is just four months ago, folks, Russia sat there and they said, hmm, you know, we have some decommissioned satellites up there in space. And just for kicks, I wonder, I just wonder if we shoot a really special missile at that satellite, could we just like blow it out of existence? Could we just knock it out of space? Well, guess what? It worked. The folks at the International Space Station, they were freaking out because all this debris from this old Russian satellite that they busted up in space was going past their windows. And now there are reports that there is data wiping software hitting computers and networks in the Ukraine. Entire banks, entire companies are being wiped out. All the records, think about this, the processes, the data, the customer records, it's all gone. I mean, they're putting, they're, they're hacking with software that would just take down entire enterprises. And let's talk about the internet. There's this map. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's online. It shows this huge, complicated network of undersea cables, which keep the internet running. And it's all spread entire the world. And there's a percentage, 97% of all intercontinental traffic is handled by these undersea cables. And you want to know who's taken a really keen interest in looking at all these cables. And uh, they're sending their military subs to just go take pictures and take uh, a look at it and start writing down longitude and latitude and reporting all this data back to the home. Hmm. Who is Russia? Yes, that's the Daily Double. And here's the exact quote from a retired U.S. Navy Admiral James Tavares. Russian submarine forces have undertaken detailed monitoring and targeting activities in the vicinity of the North Atlantic deep sea cable infrastructure. Hmm. You know, I don't think they're just tourists, just saying. Now, let's move on to our cellular networks. Pretty vulnerable, too. What if your phone didn't work? No calls, no apps. Texting would probably work, though. More about that later on in today's show. And the folks in Washington, I don't think they want everybody to know all these facts. I mean, nobody's really reporting about how dependent we are on technology and what would happen. I mean, I don't think they want us to freak out, but we're really not in a happy place. And things could get really bad for us quickly. I mean, the next time that you're out and about, I've done this. I mean, I want you to really look at the people around you. Do you think that those people could handle being part of a war? 
Do you think they could handle if the power grid goes down, their cellular networks, the internet? Could they pull themselves up and stand to the occasion of defending our rights and freedoms? I mean, if you want to thank a soldier, a serviceman or woman, a vet, now's the time to do it. Because I don't know if we have a lot of people in this country that could handle a few hours, but they couldn't take a selfie for their social media accounts or hang out on TikTok. I mean, let's just face it. Our society is not the same one who banded together in World War II. We've grown soft. We have. We now have two generations who've never lived in a time when there were no video games. Millennials, born from 1981 through 1996, and Gener- Generation Z, born 1997 through 2012, they both contained a large subset of what is called the Nintendo generation. And here's the effect that they're having on America. As kids, they didn't play outside, they didn't ride their bikes, they didn't run around very much. They played video games in all their free time. And as young adults, the military says, this is what they say, that they're weak, They're fragile, and they're prone to injury, especially in boot camp. And there are others, some with physical handicaps, and there are others who are, believe it or not, functionally illiterate, meaning that they can't read. Some have a criminal history, but in all, they say almost 80% of all young Americans, 17 to 24, are now considered unfit for military service because they were part of the Nintendo generation. They played video games. That's what they did. And because they were so sedentary, they don't have a lot of physical strength right now. They don't don't know what it's like to run up a hill. They don't know what it's like to swing and then uh, get on a bike and play outside. And maybe they did sports, which was fabulous. And maybe that's the percentage of people who are actually qualified for military service. So coming up in this Kim Commando show, I put together some special tips for you. The whole show is not going to be focused on Russia, Ukraine. I get that. But it does affect your digital life. And that's what I want to impart to you. I want to give you knowledge because knowledge is power. And I'm going to give you that knowledge to protect you, your family. And you really need to prepare right now for what may be coming down the pike. I mean, I know you're sitting there saying, well, that's Kim. You know, that's far. That's like 6,000 miles away from us. Yes, it is. But it's going to affect you. It will. Maybe it's just gas prices going up. Okay, It's spring. Gas prices always go up. But we are in the middle of inflation that we haven't seen in 40 years. Right? I mean, we all know this. This is important information for you to know, share with your families. There's no joking around with this, right? All right, coming up, we also have a handful of great tips, like in just a few moments. How do you stop your exes from showing up in those photo memories? So annoying. I can tell you more about that. And of course, we're going to start all of your phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're too shy for the radio, if you ever have a question for me or if you just want to reach out, the easiest and best way to do it is go to the homepage at commando.com. And over in the right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. How about we start this show with Gary in Jefferson City, Missouri. Hello there, Gary. Hi, Kim. What a pleasure to talk to the digital goddess. I can check that off my bucket list now. <laughs> well, thank you, Gary. You're awfully sweet. What's going on? How can I help you out? Well, we live out in the rural area with our two dogs, Digger and Kiwi. And uh, 
earlier this month, we heard some noise out on our porch, and we went out to check on it, and there were three puppies cuddled oh. up in the corner trying to keep warm. I think somebody abandoned them. Oh, my gosh. So we took them in, put them in the garage, fed them, watered them. The next morning, we went to check on them, and they absolutely destroyed my garage. <laughs> So while we were cleaning that up, I lost track of my dog, Kiwi, and we lost her for two days, and it was the most horrible experience we ever had. On the the next morning, my phone went off, and it was a prayer answered from God. It was a neighbor over a mile away said, I think we have your dog. So we, we went and got her. Everything's fine. But I understand there are tracking systems for dogs, and that's why I'm calling you. I'm looking for any information I can get on that. So how, how, what type of area do you need? How far do you need to be able to track your, your furry family friends? Well, the, the nearest house to me is about a quarter mile away, and I live on a couple acres. Oh, okay. And we're surrounded by trees, so we got acres of trees okay. all around. All right. And if um, they get in the woods, I can't see them. Yeah. See, this is what I was just, I was, here's what I was thinking is that there are like pet trackers and I have one, it's called Fi on my golden retriever. Cause I love Abby like a child. I do. I mean, I love that dog. And I actually have an Apple air tag on her as well. Um, but in rural areas, like where you're talking about what you want, what you want is a different type of tracker. Okay. So okay. so you can find and you can locate your dog, especially when we're talking about quarter of a mile, couple of miles away. And we're going to look at, and I'm going to give you some links to one made by Garmin, and then another one is made by a company called Dogtra. And these are primarily made for hunting dogs, okay? And if you think uh-huh. about it, hunting dogs, they have to go through the woods, you know, and, uh, yep. and you can track them up to four and sometimes even nine miles when they go out. Wow. Uh, you can set up geofencing. And so if if any of the dogs go past a certain geofence that they get, it, it's like a, like almost like a needle will get to their, their neck. I mean, it's just a little sight, little buzz. So they know, oh, I can't go there. Oh, okay. And okay. So, and so, and it's not going to hurt them. Um, it's mm-hmm. just a little, just a little tiny buzz. That's it. And so, yeah, they have all these different capabilities because if you're spending $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 for a hunting dog, you want to make sure that you can always find that dog. And then they come with a handheld, uh, like a little, like almost looks like a little radio, two-way radio. And so let me point you in those directions. How, if you need to track one dog, then we're talking about this dog trip pathfinder. If you want to track multiple dogs, Garmin has something that can track up to, believe it or not, uh, 20 dogs. That's right. And so I'm going to post some links over to these Gary's. Anybody else who wants to check them out over inside the commando community. So you go to commando.com slash community and then hit the link that says the Q&A forum over on the left-hand side. And that's where I post links. So this way you can always find out exactly what I'm talking about. Stay right where you are. More of your calls coming right up. All right. I just want to pass a quick little tip before we go back to all of your phone calls is that if there's a certain person that you like stop from popping up in your photos memories, I mean, we all have that person, one or two or three. Uh, maybe it's your ex after a bad breakup or maybe it's just too soon since a loved one or maybe a pet has passed away. And you don't want to be reminded of the good times that you shared. So here's how to hide your photos. But you're not going to delete them. Let's start with Google Photos. What you want to do is tap your profile photo and select photo settings and then 
go to memories, and then you're going to hide people and pets. And you're also going to see a grid. You can mark those people who you'd like to hide. You can select a date, too. Maybe you'll be ready to see all those photos in, say, six months. Now, if you're using Apple Photos, go to Albums and People. Pretty much the same deal. Select the person, and then you select Feature This Person Less, and it's really very easy to do, um, which reminds me, this is actually, you know, I do read every single email that I got sent. So Donna in LA sent me this email. He said, hey, Kim, my ex texted me, wish you were here. But here's the problem. She does that every single time she walks through the cemetery. What do you think that means? <laughs> Sorry, Donnie. You'll have to figure that one out all by yourself. All right, back to the phones we go with Kaylee in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hi there, Kaylee. Hi, Kim. Welcome. What's going on? All right. So I'm about to start nursing school, and they just told me that I will need a laptop for nursing school, but I cannot have a tablet one, you know, the two-in-one with the tablets. And I'm just curious, what would be the cheapest but the most reliable option for laptops? So why why do you want to go to nursing school? Oh, because I love... I love working with people. I love helping people out. And, you know, with all the stuff going on nowadays, it just seems like a good field to go into. Oh, you know, very much high in demand. Now, are you going to get your bachelor's or what kind of degree are you going to get? I'm going to get my bachelor's in in the field of nursing. So I'd leave with my BSN. And then is there an area that you want to specialize in? I haven't quite decided yet. I'm thinking possibly geriatrics or pediatrics. I know that's like two <laughs> Yes, opposite. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, it sounds the same, but it's not. Okay. It's just. A... <laughs> well, the reason why I ask is that I've we've got a few nurses in my family and my niece in particular, um, she has her bachelor's in nursing and then she went and got her master's in nursing from UCLA and then she became a nurse practitioner. Um, so she has a lot of education, but I'll tell you, she's making, she's doing really, really well salary wise. And she loves being a nurse practitioner. Uh, and that might be something that you might want to look at. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. So let's talk about it. So, so you don't have a lot of money. How much money do you have? Well, I was hoping to keep it fairly low, but it just, depends on how good the computer is because if it'll last me a few years i can put in a little bit so like you gotta you gotta give me a baseline how much oh okay like let's try and keep it keep it where keep it probably 500 or under maybe okay all right 500 under all right so um here's the deal is that for 500 and under there there are some really good laptops that that I think will last you for some time okay and because you're going to be going to school you don't want something big and bulky right not something you don't want anything that's really truly heavy um so but you need to have a decent screen say 15 inches right so you can see it and you can have multiple tabs and windows going uh, it's going to run on windows uh, you need a decent battery life right seven hours is good don't you think so they take you through most of the day um yes, as far as weight maybe four pounds uh, two and one, we're not going to have, and we're also not going to be able to really get to that price point with that. Um, what's also nice about some of these laptops is that when you get home, you could, if you wanted to have a bigger monitor, you could uh, just plug the laptop into a bigger monitor so it will support an extra monitor. 
And, you know, the processor is going to be decent. You're going to get like four gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage. Now, what we have at commando.com is about halfway down, a little bit more on the homepage, there's something called a laptop finder quiz, okay? That's where you can say, I have, I want to spend, you know, uh, 350, I want to spend 500, I want to spend 1,000, you know, whatever. Because when people want to buy laptops, Kaylee, is that they really are geared more towards how much that laptop's going to cost, right? Yes, So, ma'am. So as you are starting out on your career, is that what's always important that when you get to a position, Kaylee, I want you to always remember this, okay? When you get, you're not okay. there yet, but when you get to a position where you can help somebody out and where you can give them just that boost that they need to maybe not, not worry so much about something, or you can impart some piece of knowledge to them, okay, that you do that. Okay. And because you're going to be a nurse, you're going to be doing that, like you said, either with, a young, with young people or with the older generations, right? And so, so I always want you to just keep that in the back of your mind. And, and what I call them, and I've called them for years, and are like random acts of kindness. You do something unexpected for somebody, okay? And so what I'd like to do as my random act of kindness for you, and you're going to promise me you're going to give it back to somebody someday soon, is I'm going to send you a laptop for you to go to school, okay? Oh, my God, are you serious? Yeah, so I'm gonna. What I'm gonna send you is an Acer uh, Aspire. It's it's a, a slim laptop, and I'm gonna send it to you. No no strings attached. Okay, other than that, you're gonna make me a promise that you'll always remember this. I and mean, if you can do a random act of kindness for somebody else, that you'll do that. Yes, absolutely, I will. Okay, all right. So here, Kay, I'm gonna put you on hold. All right. And keep me posted with your progress. Call me from time to time. Let me know how you're doing, all right? Don't be a stranger. Don't ghost me. Promise? I promise. All right. So I'm going to put you on hold, Kayla. We're going to get your name and address and all that other good stuff. We're going to send you out a laptop so that this way you can go be the best nurse that you can and you don't have to worry about paying for a laptop. All right. Let's go ahead and do our digital privacy tip. And it's brought to you by Total AV. All right. I put together this list. Because whenever there's an event of mass impact, the hackers, the scammers, the thieves, they come out of the woodwork and they try to to take advantage of the situation. So I put together a list of 10 Russia, Ukraine, wars, cons that you're going to be seeing over the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks for as long as this lasts and even after it's over. So let's go through the 10 really quickly. And then I want you to make me a promise, okay? Wherever you hang out on your social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, you name it, is that we really need to empower the country. We need to tell everyone around us not to fall for these scams because they make it look so convincing. And especially if you have older folks in your family, I want you to share this link out to this post with all of them. And just say, hey, I just thought I'd run this by you. Okay. You're not going to offend them. Knowledge is power, right? Okay. So there are, there are at least more than, I mean, there are more than these 10 scams, but I tried to cover the most obvious and the ones that you're probably going to see first. Number one, help, help. I'm stuck here. Okay. Sometimes that's called the grandparent scam. They say that, you know, I need to get out of the country. I'm stuck in Russia, the Ukraine. I don't know how I got here. I need money for a ticket. I can't find, I can't find my driver's, whatever it is. Okay. And they claim to be a family member. 
If that happens to you, call them up. Number two, we need your support more than ever. Okay, fake Red Cross GoFundMe pages are going to start popping up, okay? The real tip-off is going to be the URL. You know, make sure that you actually type in a URL. You just don't start clicking around. Number three, but it looks and sounds so real. Okay, deep fake technology, audio, video. Maybe you'll see a supposed video of, of Biden or Trump or Putin or somebody in the Ukraine. Okay, before you believe it, make sure that you do your research. And you remember, disinformation is made to look natural. And these videos are now using paid actors. They are NCGI technology. Uh, number four, I've got money, lots and lots of money. It's a twist on the Nigerian print scam, only they're trying to get the money out of Russia or the Ukraine. Uh, five, you're going to start, things are going to start popping up and say, you know, inflation's rising, the stock is going, stock market's going down, your 401k is going down. I can help you because I know how to time the market. Don't fall for it. Number six, if I could just give my loved one a proper burial. No, we're not paying for funeral expenses for somebody in a foreign country. Don't let your emotions take over. Number seven is you might get a note from an American soldier, supposedly, military family, saying they need money for uh, supplies and food and rent, whatever it is. No. Number eight, do as I say or else. You might get some threatening note from the IRS or from somebody uh, in government, somebody in Russia, Ukraine, whatever. Okay, it's all bogus. Number nine, it looks so legit. Fake apps are going to start appearing in the app stores. Watch out for those. And finally, number 10, I will love you till the end of time. Russian, beautiful Ukrainian women are going to say, oh, help me, help me get out of my country. I love you. I love you. I just need money for medicine, for rent, for my parents, for an airline ticket to come see you because I love you. Um, spoiler alert, you're never going to meet him in person. For links to all of these, because again, I want you to share them out with your social media, family members, and friends, just head over to commando.com, and when you're there, hit the link at the top that says Kim's show. We have more of your phone calls coming up, as well as later on this hour, secrets to making the tech spam stop here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, back to the calls we go with John in Rock Island, Illinois. Hello there, John. Hi, Kim. Thanks for taking the call. I've enjoyed listening to your show over the years. Thank you. And uh, I have a question that relates to a Quicken program uh, that I use for my checkbook. And I used to very laboriously reconcile my checking account every month. And uh, when I found the Quicken program, this was back in about 2004, um, I thought it was wonderful sure. because not only would it really uh, help me do the reconciliations, uh, you know, if I made an error, I didn't have to make corrections uh, serially down the line. The computer would simply just make all the corrections once I uh, sure. made the correction. And then it allowed me to categorize my spending, you know, how much I paid for groceries, how much I paid for gas and things like that. So everything was fine, program's working great, and then my MacBook Pro died, and that was in about 2018. So I had to get a new one. And um, when the gentleman who transferred my data into my new MacBook Pro set things up, he couldn't transfer the old Quicken program. 
Well, that's because so they got another yeah, yeah. one. So everything all, and, you know, everything got pushed into the cloud, John. And so, so uh, we're we're running. Got, I want to make sure we have time to answer your question, though. Okay. So, so are you looking for a Quicken alternative right now? Yeah, I'm looking for a Quicken alternative that I can transfer the data I already have into, and okay. I don't have to have a subscription fee for it. Okay. Let me give you two options. Okay. okay. Um, one, it's an open source program. And it's called GNU Cash, and that's G-N-U Cash. I'll put some links up on the website, but it's called GNU okay. Cash. Um, there's another option that I'm just going to tell you about. It's at it's called personalcapital.com, okay? It, it's absolutely free, uh, and everything happens on the web. The way that they make their money, because nothing's free, right, John? <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm, uh, right. <laughs> the way that they make their money is that they, if you start trading stocks or doing something like that, start importing your 401k, your retirement, whatever it may be, is that they're going to start charging you transaction fees. Now, GNU Cash is absolutely free. It's open source. There's no charge. So you might want to check that one out first. And it's simultaneously, you might want to look at just personal capital if it's maybe something that you want to start adding some of your other financial accounts in. But if it's just basic accounting, home checkbook, uh, budgeting expenses, and start seeing those pie charts, GNU Cash is going to set you up too. John, thank you so much for your call. Coming right back, a quick tip on how you can make the tech spam stop already here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, so you're getting text messages, and you're like, what is going on? Now, keep in mind, these delivery notifications are spreading like wildfire. Now, if it's a legitimate company, maybe it's somebody you recognize, a restaurant politician, you can just reply with the word stop. Now, if it's clearly spam, you can forward the message to 7726. That actually spells spam. Or you can get an app called Text Killer. We've got links to these in case you want to check it out over on the website. But stay right where you are. We have another jam-packed, fun-filled hour of the Kim Commando Show coming up. You're on the West Star Multimedia Network. He goes around the house, mopping the floors, picking up Abby, the golden retriever's hair. Oh, my gosh, she's shedding like crazy. And Bob is, of course, my iRobot mopping floor cleaning robot. And he does a great job. But he gets stuck sometimes. Like he got stuck behind the bathtub and the master bathroom. And then he went too close to a cabinet living room and got totally stuck underneath that. And then the other day I picked him up to show him a hallway that he missed. And I got an alert on my phone that said, your Roomba looks like it fell off a cliff. I thought that was so funny. So Bob is new. So he's learning the house, creating a map, Roomba room. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, just an example, all the fun that we have here week after week as we talk about living the digital dream, living your best digital life. I mean, we're talking about, you know, everything you can do on the web, making money, getting a job, you know, how to sell on Amazon and, you know, what's the best product to buy because I don't want you to waste money on anything. And of course, we talk about your security and privacy. It's called the Kim Commando Show because I'm America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando here with you once again. You can find us on over 425 top stations from coast to coast and we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And you can also find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial free, anytime you want over at getkim.com. And I'd also like to thank all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio. A special thanks goes out to our servicemen and women, especially now in the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and Space Force. 
who are protecting our great nation. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 All right, we're going to start this hour with five things you need to know that's happening in technology. And I'm going to start, I normally don't like to start off with a sad story, but I'm going to do that this time because it's really something that you may remember, and I really want you to know what's going on with this. It was kind of a routine assignment during the CBS station's morning show in Roanoke, Virginia. It was a live interview with the president of the local chamber of commerce, and then there were gunshots. You remember the story? The camera falls to the ground in a matter of seconds. 24-year-old reporter, just a little baby, Allison Parker, and her photographer, also a young man, 27-year-old Adam Ward, were killed by a disgruntled former station employee off camera, but it was on live television. That was in August of 2015. Now listen to this. For the last six and a half years... Allison's father, Andy Parker, has been trying to get this 17-second clip pulled down from places like Google and Facebook. Okay. It's been viewed millions of times for some reason. I mean, some copies get removed, more copies get shared. Um, the dad says that they're protected by Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, but the big tech platforms won't do more. Why is it the big tech can't do more? And why do we just let them get away with this stuff? So what the dad's trying to do, it's actually pretty genius. He's trying to turn this this video of him, of his daughter and the cameraman getting killed as an NFT or non-fungible token. So if it's turned into an NFT, then it's copyrighted. And then he can force more people to get this video of his daughter's murder taken off the web once and for all. Now, here's the problem. The television station's parent company owns the copyright. And... The legal experts don't see a way that he can use it as an NFT to claim ownership, okay, unless the TV, unless they start working together, which I'm not sure why they wouldn't do. Just keep that in your mind, okay, next time that you want to get something off of big tech and they say, oh, well, we're trying, or, or we don't understand why all, Facebook lets these murders and rapists and things that are happening on their platform. They say they can't get rid of that. They can't. They got enough money. They got enough people. They got enough computers and algorithms to show us everything that they want us to see, but yet they can't get rid of this 17-second clip. The father has to relive this all the time. How awful is that? All right, number two, your phone security isn't very simple. We're talking about the SIM card. The FBI is warning that these SIM swap schemes are skyrocketing. Here's how they work. You might get a phishing email or text if you turn over any personal information. Uh, they're going to call your mobile carrier pretending to be you. They're going to tell customer support a sob story about how, oh, my gosh, I lost my phone. Then they're going to ask the customer support to transfer your phone number to count over to a, a new SIM card that they already have. Okay. If the agent is convinced that it's you, they're going to deactivate the real SIM card and turn over your control to a scammer. And it's not just calls and texts. Okay, A lot of the apps that you use, what? They have two-factor authentication. You're following me on this. And if you can't get into your bank account, the 2FA code is going to be sent to who? Mm, the scammer, right? It's not an isolated issue. Uh, last year, SIM swapping cost millions, uh, co- pardon me, cost Americans about $70 million. Over at commando.com, we've got more about SIM swapping, tips to avoid becoming a, a victim. You know, and speaking of SIMs, okay, I was playing Microsoft Flight Simulator yesterday, and suddenly the game just started running so slowly. Oh my gosh, it was so annoying, so frustrating. Let me tell you, I just hate jet lag. You fell right into that. Number three, 
you can't spell trust without rust. Yes, the Peloton. Remember, everybody loved their Peloton bikes in the pandemic, right? We all shelled out, I don't know, $2,500, four grand for a treadmill. Um, things are definitely changing. Last month, about 20% of Peloton's workforce was laid off, about 2,800 people. That was when I talked about here on the show. They, they laid off 2,800 people from Peloton, and then they said, oh, as your departure gift, we're going to give you a year's worth of Peloton membership on your app. Hmm, thanks. Anyway, CEO stepped down this week, another blemish. Financial Times spoke with a few uh, current and former Peloton warehouse employees who talked about a secret initiative called Project Tin Man last year. Okay, it wasn't an exciting new product. It seems like a supplier sent thousands of bikes to the company with varying degrees of rust inside the frame. So Peloton didn't want another recall. So the company brass supposedly started this Project Tin Man to try to treat the rust with a chemical solution. Good as new. Uh, nowhere if there'll be any kind of recall with these new revelations. But in January of 21, uh, pardon me, in January 2021, um, is that Peloton stock price hit $130 a share. Whew. Now it's $27 a share, give or take. Uh, Peloton is corroding, definitely more ways than one. Number four, if you have any outdoor cameras that have trouble outdoors, this could be the reason. Google says that some of its Nest doorbell and cam devices, specifically models equipped with lithium-ion batteries, which is a lot of them, have trouble operating, would you believe, in extremely cold weather. If the batteries have power, the Nest cams will work in temperatures as low as minus 4 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, that's cold. But the batteries won't charge if it's under 32 degrees. So it's pretty rare to hit that freezing mark in places like Santa Barbara and Phoenix. But for the majority of the country, it's pretty typical this time of year. And that's a pretty big ass. So Google's suggestion, if you own one of these cameras, they say, check the status using the Google Home app. If there's an issue, you'll see a notification that says charging slowly or charging paused. Okay. If that's the case, you know what they say? Google says you should do with your Nest Outdoor cameras. Anybody? Yes. Google says that you should bring your outdoor cameras inside. Hmm. Thank you. Appreciate that for my outdoor cameras. Uh, and finally, number five, do you need another fast laugh? Netflix is testing a relatively new feature on its television app called Fast Laughs, which are uh, hand-picked streams of short comedy clips. Now, Netflix hopes that if you watch just a few of these 30-second clips that jump from one to the next, that you go, wow, you know, that was really funny. I think I'd like to watch that whole movie. You see, people aren't really using Netflix a lot, so they're trying to figure out how to keep people using Netflix because of all these different streaming services. Netflix is kind of the old dog, and so it's trying to come up with some new tricks. So Fast Laughs covers a lot of ground. Comedy movies, TV shows, Netflix originals like Space Force, uh, stand-up specials from comedians like Jim Gaffigan and Kevin Hart. Now, if you find yourself part of the test, you still need to opt into the feature. So what you're going to do is scroll down on the Netflix homepage until you see the Fast Laughs row. Uh, click into it, and then the clips will just start playing. And since these videos are curated by Netflix, you're not going to see personalized options based on anything that you've seen before. Something that you hated isn't going to pop up again. Um, if you're sitting there going, well, Kim, this is nothing new. I have had Fast Laughs before. Okay. It's only new to the television version of the Netflix app. Fast Laughs rolled into mobile apps about a year ago. I mean, and be sure to check out the stand-up comic who does his whole act in an elevator. It's really something. It's so funny. I mean, it's hysterical on so many levels. All right. Coming up in this hour, 
just a few moments and tell you how you can search YouTube like a pro. In, in our digital life hacks tip, okay, Russia, Ukraine, I'm going to empower you with the know-how of what you should be doing right now. I'm not saying you need to go all, you know, off the grid and survivalist mode and everything like that, but you need to have certain things in place right now just in case something were to happen. Just in case. It's, I'm not talking about go spend thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, you're going to have to build a bunker, you know, get out all your guns and ammo. Although you might want to have that, but and cold. But you might want to also make sure that your family has a plan, a really good plan. So if the cellular networks go down, how are you going to keep in touch with each other? I have some ideas that will work, and so you want to stay tuned for that. And also we're going to talk about how to, how to hide your email address, and don't forget Brand New or Not True is coming up, which is always fabulous. So stay right where you are. Our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you ever have a question that you want me to answer here on the show or you want me to write something about on the website, the best place to do that is to drop me a note right on the homepage. That's commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. All right, back to the phones. We go with Charles in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hello there, Charles. Hi, Kim. Nice to talk to you. Well, thank you for Um, your call. Here's my situation. I have six brothers and one sister. And uh, our mother passed away several years ago. And when we cleaned out her apartment, we ended up with these three boxes of photographs. There's probably 1,500 photographs in there of her children, her grandchildren, nephews and nieces and stuff. And we've been kind of passing these boxes around amongst us siblings until COVID hit. And now I've kind of been stuck with them here. And my question is, how can I digitalize these photos and then share them with my brothers and sisters and cousins? And they're all photographs, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, My mother would take uh, probably a roll of film every two weeks. And also she had a lot of photos. Yeah, but how wonderful of her to do that. And now you have all these memories, right? It's it's fabulous. Right. Um, and they're kind of sitting in these boxes, and I, I'd kind of like to share them a little bit. Well, sure. Okay, well, first of all, we have to bring them into the digital age, okay? You've got a couple of ways you can do this. Um, if, you, if you're up for it, is that you can use your phone, and there's a special app called PhotoScan. It's free from Google, and it's really made to take pictures of pictures, Okay. And so when you take pictures of pictures, it does color correction. Uh, If there's a crease in the picture, that will automatically try to repair it. It's a fabulous app. And it's free. So it's PhotoScan. That's if you want to sit there and go bing, 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 okay? Which does take a lot of time. But, you know, if you're sitting there watching something on Netflix, you can do, you know, maybe 20, you know, 20, 50 photos a night. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, and, it, and it's wintertime here, so it's, a, it's kind of a good time <laughs> to get stuff like this done. So, And then, you know, Epson uh, sponsored the show. Uh, they, have some, they have the world's fastest photo scanner. Okay. Uh, it does one photo every second or so. It's amazing. Now, of course, that's going to cost you. Uh, the photo scanner is about five six hundred dollars, and then there are other options like Canon, for example. They have some flatbed scanners, and then you can put like four photos on the flatbed scanner, and then you then it's up to you. It's kind of a hassle, I will tell you that, because then you have to like capture each picture and then save it as an individual file, 
And so it's right. been my experience by the time you do all that, you probably could have just taken a picture of a picture with your phone, you know? So instead of like sure. putting, putting the four picture, you know what I'm talking about, putting the four pictures on the scan, you know, hit scan, have it go to your computer, then take it back and then, you know, cut it all up. So you've got some different ways to do that. So, you know, photo scan, photo scanner is probably the best way. Um, now to get them all in, what you can do is create a private Facebook group. And what's really nice about that is that everybody's on Facebook, right? Once they're on Facebook, right. it's really easy to share everything. And then people will – you can ask for comments. Hey, who is this person to the left of mom in this photo? And who knows? Maybe one of your siblings actually knows who that person is. Um, right. I mean – So you could do it. You could do it on Facebook. You could do it on Shutterfly. You could do it on Google Photos. But again, you know, it's the least common denominators to figure out where everybody is and what they already can use because the last thing you want to do is start asking people to go create a new account. And then they're going to call you up and say – I can't create my Google account. I don't can't find the album. I mean, you know, so it becomes this whole whining thing. And you're like, I just wanted to share the pictures and I've done all the hard work, please. Yes, just use Google. So uh, anyway, just use Facebook if that's the easiest place. You know, I'll put some links together for you over inside the Commando community, inside the Q&A forum in case you want to check those out. And thank you so much for your call. You want to stay right where you are because coming right up is brand new or not true that you never, ever want to miss. Hey, Brand New or Not True has been brought to you this week by Total AV. That's right. Brand New or Not True, it's America's national radio game show sensation where you can play along at home or if you've ever liked to be a special guest contestant, you can always drop us a note through the website. And Brand New or Not True is something that, well, I invented because I always see all these brand new tech products and, you know, every day there's something new, better, smaller, better, thinner, faster, whatever it is, the er, it just seems to be there, that it gets kind of crazy. So I present you, the home listener, and our special guest contestant, as I mentioned, uh, three products. Two are fake, and one is completely real. And it's up to you to guess which one is real and which two are fake. And joining us this week for Brand New or Not True is Tim in Peoria, Illinois. Hello there, Tim. Hello, Kim. How are you doing today? Terrific. Now, what do you do in Peoria? Uh, I uh, work for the uh, utility company here. So are you pretty tech savvy? Uh, You know, I would rate myself a medium. A medium. Okay, a medium. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm about a 5. I'm a 5. Okay, well, okay, so brand new or not true. Now, you know how it works. I'm going to give you three different products. Okay. You have to decide which is the real product. Now, if you win, Tim, you get the much-coveted prize, of course. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a Kim Commando Show fanny pack. It's, uh, yeah. What do you think? You ready to play? Hey, I'm ready. Okay. Now, you may notice that I don't give away any product names because some people have cheated in the past. So we're going to start with product number one. So, so let me ask you a question, Tim. How many video me- meetings have you been in since the pandemic? How many? Can you name them? Huh? Oh, I, I, my goodness, it has to be hundreds. By Hun- yes, hundreds. And how many have you actually worn your PJs or your yoga pants in, which everyone wears and no one actually does yoga? But as the world continues to work remotely and online meetings are a part of our life, we needed new ways of communicating, especially now we have these hybrid workplaces. People work from home part of the week and they come to the office. It's hard to tell who's talking when there's more than a few people in a room on a video call and they're, they're actually sitting in the same room. Not anymore. There's a camera that sits on a conference room table that's about the size of a large water bottle. And it has a 360-degree camera, eight mics, and a speaker. 
And what happens is, is that who's ever talking, this camera like spins around like a top and will like focus on whoever is actually speaking. And it integrates with Zoom, Slack, Google Hangouts, Google Meet, and more. So the camera automatically moves and looks at who's ever speaking. And that person is front and center on the screen. And guess what? No more. You're muted. You're muted. Uh, $999. Okay. Product number two. Do you like to fish? Tim, do you like to fish? Are you a surfer? You're a sailor? You like to go to the ocean? I, I like to eat fish, not so much catch them. All right. I'm with you there, too. But if you were a, like a water type of surf person, then you need to know about tides. And what better way than to have tides displayed right in your home on a sustainably designed tide clock that displays the tide height and direction of your favorite beach? So picture this. Doesn't give you any numbers. A square clock with blocks of blue glowing lights. The more blue lights, the higher the tide. Of course, you can sync the clock with an app on your phone. They say the clock uses live data to stay accurate for thousands of beaches around the world. And it's made from 100% recyclable card and bioplastic. It gives you the current tides for swimming, surfing, sailing, and for sea lovers, they say. And you have to remember, after all, the moon will raise and lower the tides over and over again because it has to make sure. Mm, Get it? Sure. S-H-O-R-E. Sorry about that. $49.99. And finally, product number three. Not everyone has a new whiz-bang Apple CarPlay or Android ready car or truck in their garage, but that's okay because now you can add those capabilities to a brand new seat cushion. The Bluetooth-enabled seat cushion is for the driver. It does more than just keep your little bum comfy. It connects to your phone to help you drive better. So you put your destination into your phone's GPS, and it works with Google Maps. Uh, The seat cushion helps you navigate. So when it's time to turn left or right, of course, you're going to hear those directions on your phone. But the seat cushion vibrates your left or your right buttocks. And if you're entering a roundabout, well, let's just say it vibrates when it's time for you to exit. Talk about driving by the seat of your pants. That's product number three, $49.99. So, pressure's on, Tim. Number one is the uh, camera that turns uh, to whoever's speaking in a room uh, for video meetings. Number two is the tide clock. And product number three is the GPS driving cushion. Which product is the real product? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with the video conference camera. Don't know if that's right or not, but it just seems to hit close to home for me that that would be handy. Okay. All right. So let's see what our judges say, because Tim in Peoria, Illinois said product number one, the conference room video cam. Yes, you won. Woohoo. That's right. In an active meeting, the Meeting Owl Pro uses motion, vision, and voice to automatically detect an active speaker and to ensure that they show up appropriately on the screen so that way the remote participant has a face-to-face interaction yes. even though they can't be in the space. See, isn't that something? Now, uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, what do you say when you're in a video conference and you say something completely irrelevant? What do you say? What do you say, Phil? You ready? You say, oh, sorry. I was on mute. Get it? On mute? All right. All right. We'll forget it. All right. All right. Uh, So what's on your mind today? And congrats on the big win. 
Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, I was recently watching a documentary about kind of your digital footprint and how everything you do out there in the electronic world is tracked. I use Gmail as an example for my email platform. I use a, you know, standard Google Chrome browsers. And in this documentary that I watched, they really, I always knew in the back of my mind that my information was out there for for everybody to kind of see, but it really hit home when they put it in perspective that any email you've ever sent is in that company's, you know, cloud information to research and report on you essentially forever. And any internet search you yes. do, if you do it through something like a Chrome browser, is out there forever. And while I always knew in the back of my mind that was true, I never really, it never just dawned on me how exposed I am to the world. And I finally thought to myself, oh my goodness, where do I start? Do I do I start with a different email platform? Do I use a different um, surfing browser engine? Do I need a VPN? I don't even know where to start. Well, let's begin at the beginning, okay, <laughs> right? Um, is that you're absolutely right, uh, and the documentary is correct, that whatever you do online, you are being tracked. And it gets even more insidious. Like, you know, like, for example, um, I don't know if this has this ever happened to you, like, where you're talking about something with somebody, and then suddenly you start seeing ads for that very product, have you ever happened to you? Yes. Okay. And that, Absolutely. And that is like where you're like, okay, that is so strange to me. That is so bizarre. How did they put that together? So now I'm seeing like hot tubs whenever I go onto Google search or Facebook or what have you. And, and it all gets down to we have as a society given up all of our privacy for the sake of convenience, right? Uh, we use – you use Gmail because it's what? It's free, Right. Chrome, it's free. Uh, Facebook, it's free. Use uh, Safari, it's free. Everything's free, right? But whenever anything is free, you are the product and you are paying the price for it. And the price that we're paying right now is the collection, the distribution, and the sale of our most prized possession, which is our security privacy, right? So where do you start? You can, and keep in mind too, is that you have an IP address from your internet service provider who is also tracking everything that you do. Even those searches, everything's being tracked. So inside some massive database are points of collection. And I've read somewhere where it was like 28,000 data points and that was 50,000 data points. Uh, recently, I did a podcast uh, with uh, the CEO, CEO rather, of a big advertising network and I asked him, how many data points do you have on each individual person? And he used the word infinite. Infinite. Wow. Think about that. It's infinite. So how do you get some of this back? Okay. You have to start now paying for uh, things that you want to use, meaning you're going to use something like a paid mail, like Start Mail, Proton Mail, or Hush Mail. Uh, it's going to cost you like $50, $60 a year to do that. Uh, you're going to start using an anonymous browser. You're going to start using a VPN. And, and you're going to have to get off of all social media. Uh, and you're not going to be able to really download a lot of apps because the apps, when you're in those terms and conditions, have you ever read those? 
owned. Goodness, no. No, okay. Nobody has. And don't feel like you should have because nobody did, right? And nobody is. But inside there, they're saying, okay, we're going to collect where you are, what you do, where you go, uh, texts that you send and receive, your contacts. We're going to get a copy of all that. Okay. So it really, it really will be limiting to you as a member of society is what I'm saying. But I think it's a great topic. And if you would give give me some patience is what I – or give, have some patience with me rather is that what I'd like to do is write this up as a tip. And then do you get our newsletters? Uh, I just signed up for them, yeah. All right, good. Okay. So make sure that you get the, uh, the tips newsletter because what I'm going to do is we're going to write this up as a tip that if you wanted to totally be anonymous on the internet, even though I don't even know if that's possible – but these are the steps that you'd have to take, including masking your IP address. Yeah, that's going to be something, too. All right, Tim, thank you again for your call. Good things to think about, absolutely. It's time now for our digital life hack tips. And this week is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Speaking of VPN, it's a fabulous VPN. Uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us don't take our online privacy as seriously as we could. But using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like taking a call on a train or bus with a speakerphone. Everybody can hear and you don't know who has access to your most private, sensitive information. So you don't be that person. That's why I use ExpressVPN. Internet service providers like Comcast or Verizon, they know every single website that you visit. And in the United States, they can legally sell this information to advertising companies and tech giants who then use that data to target you, just like we were talking about. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the Internet so people can't peep and track your online activity. You just fire up the app, and that's it. One button, you're done. Works on your phones, your laptops, even your routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. So secure your online activity today at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Get an extra three months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Kim, expressvpn.com slash Kim. This week's Digital Life Hacks tip is something that you need to read it and share it. That's it. It's really important. Uh, I go through the steps on how you need to prepare if Russia retaliates against the United States because of all the sanctions. Uh, an attack on our satellites could take down a lot of our critical sectors like internet traffic, banking, water treatment, power plants, uh, the power grid itself. So I'm going to walk you through how you make a plan with your family, how one person needs to be in charge. You're going to, you should have supplies ready just in case. We have a list of must-have items to survive the, any emergency, really, at commando.com. And how if a cyber war comes to us, it's going to come on multiple levels. If you're a small business owner, you need to take extra steps. What you should do if the Internet goes down, this is really important things. And you want to take a breath, okay? It's not a time to panic or overreact. It's a time to plan. And that's why I put together this special digital life hack. Hit commando.com, and when you're there, hit the link that says Kim Show, and you'll have it right there, free for the taking. Stay right where you are. Still to come this hour, we're going to tell you how you can hide your email address here on the Kim Commando Show. You know... I do two daily podcasts. I don't know if you know that. And each one is only one minute each. Wow, that's it. Just two minutes a day. One's the digital, a life hack, really a quick tip to make a difference in your life. And the other one is the daily tech update, something that's happening in the news that you need to know about. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you search for Commando with a K and you want to sign up for the daily tech update and the digital life hack podcast. All right, back to the phones we go with Cindy in Myrtle Point, Oregon. Hello there, Cindy. Hi, Kim. It's a great show. Thank you. Um, What's Thank you. How can I help you? What's going on? Um, I recently discovered that my partner's telescope came with a camera, and I was trying to set it up, and it wasn't working. And when I went on the Internet to 
check it out. I ended up watching videos on astrophotography, and a few days later, my computer crashed. So oh. I need a new computer, and I would like to know what you suggest for beginning astrophotography equipment. Oh, wow. What a great topic. So so you didn't know that he was doing this? He, no, they, he never had a computer, and... Oh. Um, so okay. I saw the box and that it had came with a camera. Oh, and so and what kind of camera is it? it? What kind of camera is it? It's just a little one that connects to the telescope's a Mead. Is it? And uh, it's just a little camera. Um, you know the thing about astrophotography is my husband. I don't know if you know this, but he was on radio as the amazing Doctor Science. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's a bit of a nerd. Okay. And especially when it comes to a science and space nerd. Um, meaning like, like he called me the other day. He's like, well, look, 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 they're going to have a launch at the Vanderburg Air Force Base. I'm like, you know, it's almost like the house is on fire. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. back, you know, calm down just a little bit. All right. Uh, but it was actually kind of cool to see the rocket go up. Um, so, you know, astrophotography is something that especially I need to know the model number and so this way I can look it up and so maybe I can find some guides online that can walk you through this, okay? And then okay. with your laptop is that if you go to um, – so here's what I'm going to do. So with the astrophotography is that I'm going to put you on hold and then make sure you give um, – I think Amber's screening today. Make sure you give her model numbers and even if you can send us photos of whatever you have, we'll try to find some guides to help you put this all together, Okay. Now, okay. the laptop, if you go to commando.com at the uh, – if you scroll down, and I'm actually, I'll give you a link to it, is that we have something called the Laptop Finder Quiz, all right? So you mm-hmm. answer some basic questions about what your laptop is, how much you want to spend, and then our IT geniuses, John and Jeremy, they recommend the laptop that they think would be good for you based upon your answers, Okay. And yeah. so, so, so what you do is you go to commando.com and you hit that laptop finder quiz and then answer some basic questions. And then that's when, you know, it will pop up, you know, whether it's a Dell an Acer or Hewlett Packard, whatever it may be, and the best price that you can find that for. And then again, we're going to talk about astrophotography. We'll answer that inside the commando community with some links for you as well. And uh, Cindy, thank you so much for your call today and stay right where you are coming up. We're gonna tell you how you can hide your email address here on the Kim Commando show. Okay, one of the best ways to stop the constant flow of spam is to not use your primary email address for everything. So at Gmail, there's a trick. It's a hidden trick. Say your email address is bob at gmail.com, but when you sign up for a free newsletter, you can say like bob plus Kim's newsletter at gmail.com. And so you have all these different ways that you can personalize. And then if you know like somebody's selling your name to a list, you can just go ahead and delete that, that plus address without deleting your primary email address. Get it? You got it. Stay right where you are. Another hour's coming up. You don't want to miss here on the West Star Multimedia Network. All right, let's start with a great iPhone trick. Say you answer the phone to someone you know, but you don't really want to talk to them. It happens. So rather than give like some lame excuse, like I'm on the air, I got to go, because then the person might say, oh gosh, you're so rude, is that what you can do is put your phone in airplane mode. 
So when you get a call, you just put it in airplane mode. And then the person on the other end of the call, the other end of the call rather, will see call failed rather than call ended. You know, and they think, oh gosh, we just lost the connection. It reminds me of an old joke. What happens when a computer engineer fails flirting with a waitress? What happens? Error in connecting to the server. Err. A little geek humor for you. Hey, welcome to the Kim Commando Show. It's America's largest show about all things digital, most trusted, of course. And I'm Kim Commando. Funny how that works. And you can find us on over 425 top stations across the country, as well as we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, all three hours commercial-free over at GetKim.com. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, our servicemen and women in the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and Space Force who are protecting our great nation. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 All right, this is part of the show where I like to talk about future tech. What's coming? Just to give you a glimpse of where things are headed. And we often hear, like, what's Apple's next big thing? Is it a folding iPhone? I mean, what's going on with the Apple car that can't seem to get traction? There's also some speculation about Apple coming up with this mixed reality headset. It's been in development for years. I don't know if you remember, but we've been talking about this thing coming, I don't know, since like 2017. It's supposed to be here in 2019. Well, anyway, recent reports say it's supposed to have pack high-end hardware like 4K micro OLED displays, uh, various sensors, an Apple silicon chip, kind of like the ones that are in the Mac, the new MacBook Pro laptops. But they say that it's going to be here. That's right. According to Digi Times, Apple's mixed reality headset has been moved beyond prototype, and it's actually in production. And some analysts will say that the headsets aren't going to be here until 2023. Others say it's going to be here this fall. But even if it's true, it's going to be more like uh, eyeglasses with augmented reality overlays, not VR. You know, that's a whole different thing. Because a VR headset that costs like a few hundred bucks, they say that this Apple... AR headset, are you ready for it? A price tag anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000. Okay. And meanwhile, Apple's talking about a more flexible MacBook. I just want to pass this along. They, they say that Apple's developing a two-in-one laptop with a flexible folding screen. And the specs are pretty impressive. It would supposedly have a 4K display, options for higher resolutions, um, they say it would have a usual form factor of a laptop, touchscreen, uh, keyboard. You could also unfold it into a larger display and use an external keyboard. Okay, that sounds new, right? Mm, not exactly. Lenovo released a 13-inch foldable PC back in 2020. Okay, Asus has a 17-inch foldable Windows tablet set to debut later this year. And there's something that will make Apple's folding laptop stand out. It's supposed to be a massive 21-inch screen. That'd be great. I would love that. But when will it be here? Well, we can all save our money because it's not going to be here until 2026 or 2027. And after that, they say they're going to be launching a foldable iPhone in 2025. Oh, my gosh. I mean, who knows what's going on? I mean... Apple, I don't know if you heard about this, but they actually have come up with a new revolutionary eye patch for pirates. That's right. It's called the I.I. patch. Get it? I. 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 patch. Sorry. All right. Uh, number three, what's going on with Ford? Because they want to make your dog's life less rough. That's right. Now, does your car have a bioweapon defense mode that filters all air coming into your car? 
Can your car make fart sounds at other cars? Hmm. All right, some features are more useful than others. Uh, you might remember that Tesla rolled out a software update three years ago called Dog Mode. And what's supposed to do is if you have your pet in the car, it will show a message letting anybody who's passing by that everything's okay so they don't try to rescue your furry friend. Now, Tesla wasn't the first automaker to have that idea. Uh, there's a forum online called Lightning Owners, and they found a Ford patent in what it's calling pet mode. It was actually filed in 2018. It was published this month. Now, according to this, it can keep the cabin at a specific temperature, optional key fob and app controls the windows, the sunroof, uh, customizable. The rear seats can go back, so this way little Fido can have more room, play music. It will also disable the door lock switches and window controls so they can't accidentally set themselves free. It just reminds me, I'm looking at this story. I actually left Abby in my truck while I ran into the supermarket the other day. And I thought, you know, I left the windows down, of course, and, you know, she was fine. And as I'm coming out of the market, I hear, like, boof, 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 boof. And I'm like, I turn around the corner. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my car. And she had hit the emergency button. She's looking at me like, going, she's petrified. Like, sorry, what did I do? I mean, it's crazy. So the bottom line here is just that Ford's going to be putting a pet mode into their cars. All right, number four, mail trucks. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, when's the last time that we actually saw new postal trucks? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, they are the Grumman Long Life Vehicles, the LLVs. They've been in service since the 80s. But now the United States Postal Service is about to drop more than $11 billion on a fleet of new mail trucks with the latest features. Guess what? It's going to have air conditioning. Yes, backup cameras, collision detection, and 360-degree cameras. But the EPA is asking the USPS to put them some brakes on the plan. Why? This doesn't make a lot of sense to me, too. Uh, the new postal trucks run on gas instead of electric. And the new trucks only get, are you ready, 8.6 miles per gallon. Wow. Uh, the existing fleet, guess how many miles they get? 8.2. I had no idea until I read that. That's it. Eight miles to a gallon. Uh, over the next 10 years, the USPS plans to buy 150,000 new trucks from Oshkosh Defense, saying they couldn't afford to buy more than a few thousand EVs. It's possible, but I guess they didn't want to uh, push the envelope. Oh, I know it's bad. Number five, finally, a battery that you have to not see to believe. Listen to this. Researchers in Germany, they created the world's smallest battery. It's less than one square millimeter across. It's so tiny that it can fit into a computer that's the size of a dust particle. What? Yeah. The battery is made up of a few layers of thin electrically charged polymer film stuck on top of each other has electrode pillars that conduct current. But how do you build a battery that small? You don't. According to a paper published by these researchers, the battery assembles itself, yes, in a Swiss cake roll-like cylinder. Wow. The mechanical tension created by that method, they say, enhances the battery's power capacity. Now, I know batteries are not the sexiest topic to talk about, but anything related to our digital life always has a battery. So think about this. What could we do with these really small batteries? Implants for the human body, micro-robotic systems. Uh, they say it's just a prototype a few years away, but it's kind of like the battery itself. You can just take it all with a grain of salt. All right, coming up in this hour, some really terrific tips. How to get your resume seen by a human if you're looking for a job. There are certain things that if you're using and using these techniques on your resume, well, the robots are just bypassing you and nobody's even going to see it. 
Also, we're going to be talking about some uh, tips to some important Facebook privacy settings to check that you never, ever want to miss. And, of course, we have all of your phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder is that if you ever have a question for me, really simple to do. Head over to commando.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. And, oh, one more thing I need to tell you about. If you're not getting the current newsletter, really, you're totally missing out. Exclusive links, exclusive news, exclusive videos, exclusive for you. That's the key word. comes out on Tuesdays and Saturdays, and it's absolutely free. There's no ads. You can see a sample and sign up right now over at getthecurrent.com. Once again, that's getthecurrent.com, getthecurrent.com. Uh, Melissa in Toledo, Ohio. Hello there, Melissa. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You betcha. What's going on? Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I, I I have listened to you for years, and I know the golden rule is just don't click. Yes. If it doesn't look like something, just don't click. But I um, have been getting my inbox, uh, my mailbox, full of things that look really valid. So they come from, like, Amazon or Costco or something like that that say, um, you, congratulations, you've won $100 if you just fill out this survey. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Should I click? So I did click, and like the first couple, the first time it was just magazines or something. You know, you fill out the the questionnaire, and it's just magazines. But the one time, the last time, it actually had like headphones, and it said, you know, these are valued at over a hundred dollars, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, six ninety five for shipping and handling. I can do that. So I clicked on it. I put in my credit card information, and I set it out, and. Um, and all of a sudden, I you know I got the I got the package and it was like not a hundred dollars worth. They were probably the ones that I could get at big lots for you know six ninety nine or something. And um, then the next day or two, I was looking at my my bank statement and they charged me like ninety seven dollars for them. And I called them. And I'm like, what's up with that? Which I think it should be a new. A new a new uh, segment you should do is what's up with that? Because there's so many times I'm like, what's up with really? that? What's up, up with that? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So, so anyways, they um, said, well, it's a subscription, and if you didn't read the fine print, which you did, that which I didn't, and nobody no. does. It's not just you. It's nobody does. So, 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 all right. So, are you wondering like? what the scam is or because i think you kind of figured well, it out yeah yeah it's a scam and so they said well you can't return them and i said what do you mean you can't there's a, there's a no return policy and they said that that so, but they said fortunately fortunately i called in the right amount of time and if i just give them 15 dollars oh then they'll God. call it even yeah sure so i'm like i mean there was nothing else i could do so i gave them the 15 oh god you're killing me them, melissa you're killing me oh, here no. oh my gosh oh, no. <laughs> i want to come to toledo and i want to like take you to lunch and i want to like slap you with a wet noodle come on you're smarter than that okay i i know i, I mean it's like thought... you know i I feel like I need to sell you some swampland in Florida that's going to turn into a resort one day. I mean, come on. Well, and the terrible thing is I've been listening, and I know not to click. And All I right, but you did. Okay. Oh, wait, but stop. Okay, be smarter than that. All right? Stop. <laughs> You're killing me. All right? So here's, here's what you – okay, don't – I want you to call your credit card company right now, okay? 
When we hang up, call them and dispute all those charges. Dispute every single one of them and say it was fraud. Okay? Because you shouldn't. Okay, so that's number one. So we're going to get the $6.95 back for those crappy headphones. And we're going to get the $15 back because, uh, you know, there's some bogus charge that, oh, lucky you, you get to keep them. You know, the headphones that were worth probably three bucks. Okay. And now they're going to charge you $95 for who knows what. So you want to make sure that you block any future charges from this outfit as well or anything like it. Okay. So now that they have your credit card number, what I would advise you is to cancel that credit card and get a new one. Get a get a new number. Oh. Okay, so that this way we're not in the system. Now, if you want to take surveys to make some money, I can give you legitimate ways to take surveys and make money. Okay. Now you're not going to get rich. You may get like a ten dollar gift card for the month, fifteen dollar gift card. But you know, it's but it's something that if you like to take surveys. Obviously, you do. Okay, and stop. I hope you're not taking those surveys on Facebook that tell me what kind of uh, what kind of spirit animal you are. Are you taking those too? No. All right. No, good. that I don't do. All right. Okay. <laughs> Nothing that comes in your email that that says it's a survey. And lucky you, you've got these one hundred dollar gift cards or whatever it may be, is legitimate. So dispute that charge and stop clicking, Melissa. I'm going to have to come to Toledo and I'm going to kick your butt. All right, let's talk about GoodRx. If you're thinking about breaking some bad habits this year, start with this one. Stop overpaying for your prescriptions. Check GoodRx.com slash Kim to find the best price now. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance. In 2021, GoodRx users saved an average of 79% on retail prescription prices. All right, coming up, I've got a great tip about how your resume is going to be seen by a human. Because if you're just filling out these resumes and online apps, there's no guarantee that an actual person is actually going to see them. Also, we're talking about Amazon. They're kind of hush-hush about its whole sidewalk program. And Ali Seligman is going to be joining us about cleaning up our computers, so you don't want to miss any of that. Okay. She was funny. Poor Melissa. What are we going to do with Melissa? <clears throat> Let me see something right here. Okay. <clears throat> this portion of the show has been brought to you by RoboForm. Are you tired of writing down passwords? You don't have to. It's a bad idea, too. RoboForm makes your life easier and more secure by logging you into every site with just one click. Get 50% off at RoboForm.com slash Kim. That's RoboForm.com slash Kim. All right, I have to tell you this quick little tip I want to pass along. Because according to a site called ZipJob, if 250 apply for a position, 75% will automatically be rejected by the resume robots. Yes. So to make sure that your resume doesn't get rejected by one of these resume robots and actually get seen by a human being, what you want to do is, number one, use specific keywords in your summary of qualifications that are used in the job ad, the same words, but only use those words once. Otherwise, guess what? The robot will reject your application. Number two, put your dates of employment in reverse chronological order. Next, use standard popular headlines that the robots know to look for, like work experience, education, interests. Uh, Number four, send your resume as a Microsoft Word doc file, not as a PDF. And you want to be sure to name the file using your first and last name and the position that you're applying for. And finally, avoid all those fancy designs and images. You want to keep it really, really simple. So 
Uh, so something to keep in mind. And again, we've got some more tips coming up that you don't want to miss because later on we have some important Facebook settings to tell you about. But joining us right now on the Kim Commando Show is our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. Hello there, Allie. Hello, Kim. So you were explaining to me this past week that you do something, and I was in awe of Allie. I really was. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I wish I could do that. I really wish I could. I'm not sure, but I'm going to try, okay? Where You can do it. You can uh, do it, and everyone listening can do it, too. I don't know, but it's something like I think if if I could do it, it's like one of these things like – it's like organizing your sock drawer, okay? It's like, <laughs> you know, you never do it, but when you do it, you're like, oh, there are those socks, Right. I mean, you know, it's just, it just has that feel good feeling. So tell us about how we can just, it just takes five minutes. That's it to have like a sparkling clean desktop computer inside and out. Five minutes, right? It sounds like I'm making something up, but no, you really can do it. And the key is you have to do it consistently. This is something that I do once a week. Now, if you try to do this in five minutes, what, once a month, every few months? Yeah, it's not going to take five minutes because there's going to be so much junk built up. You know, Kim, you've probably never been asked this on the radio um, or in general by anyone. I have a very personal question. Yes. Do you have a junk drawer? Yes. I have, <laughs> well, I have, gosh, I'm really now embarrassed that you asked me that, Allie. I have, okay, there's, okay, there's one in the kitchen. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, well, there's two in the kitchen. Um, there's one in my bathroom. I think I have probably two here in my office. Okay. So I, yeah, I got a lot of junk. Yeah. There's a lot of junk. And how messy are these junk drawers? Are they like the nasty, nasty, bad, just like, just like, you know, like I went before the show, I was looking for the stapler. Obviously I didn't find it because I didn't staple anything. And I was just like, (laughs) it was like, you know, just throwing stuff out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, yes, it's bad. I'm the same way. And I have this bad habit of making piles of stuff like mail, right? Mail you need to deal with. Okay, great. Put it all in a pile and then you hide it away somewhere, (laughs) get it out of the way. Well, you have to deal with that mail at some point. And I have been trying to think of my computer in the same way. Yeah, you can let all this junk build up or you can actually just tackle it and you're going to feel so much better about your life. So I'm calling this my Allie's five minute computer cleanup, patent pending. We're not there yet, (laughs) but we're working on it. But it start, it's very simple. So step one, clear your desktop. When I do this, I actually feel myself like mentally clearing up too. Like turning on your computer and seeing all these icons with so much junk on your screen, it's yes. just stressful. Yeah, it is. So, and plus it's like, you know, because I, I have every time we do a USA Today column is I, I save it on my desktop, you know. <laughs> And there's two a week. And I look, I'm like, oh my God, there's like 15, 16 of these things. And then I, but you're right. And then I like, I drag them. Up. And then I'm like, oh, there's that pretty picture that I've missed. Right. It's nice. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, we don't think about all the versions of things we save. Say you're writing a column and you've got column and then you've got column edited and then you've yes. got column yeah. final and then you've got yeah. column final too. We all yes. do it. That's how we, how we name our files. So those documents, yes. Screenshots. I take them all the time just to show people something or quickly communicate something. Yeah, you save them and you probably don't need them anymore. All the other junk that kind of builds up on your desktop. So delete anything you actually don't need. Anything you do need, file it away. If you are saying, where do I file it? I don't have a good folder system. That is a little bonus step that you're going to need to do. Make yourself some folders for the things that you want to keep around and clear your desktop. Yes. Okay. Clear it. 
just once and for all. Okay, we have a clean desktop. What's next? Next is our downloads folder. Most people don't really think about this, but your downloads are probably eating up a lot of space on your computer. And in some cases, those are files that you've saved elsewhere because you actually needed them, or they're just things you downloaded and you don't need anymore. So instead of letting them just sit there forever, actually clear your downloads folder. I know this one also sounds like a big undertaking because when's the last time you actually did it? Never. Probably. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) So this will be one of those. Do it once. It's going to take you a little bit of time, but you'll feel better once it's done. And then keeping up with it is actually pretty dang easy. Now, let's talk about one thing that everybody always has a question, and you and I both know the answer. But the question is always, after I install the Windows updates, can I remove the updates? You can, yes. Yes, right. If everything's all working nice, yes, just delete them, yes. Exactly. We actually have steps for that on commando.com. If you search Windows Update, you'll get there. Um, And we've got another handy article that shows you, hey, there are all these files and folders on your PC. You don't actually need them. They're eating up space. You can delete them. You can get rid of them. So that's another really handy article over on the website to check out. Okay, what's next? Well, you've cleared your desktop and you've gotten rid of your downloads and they're all sitting in the trash can or the recycle bin okay, you actually need to empty that trash can. (laughs) This is another one that we all skip and we just let those files sit there thinking, oh, it's gone. It's not gone. It's still sitting there. So do the old right click, empty your recycle bin or your trash can. And then browser. This is where most of us spend most of our time on our computers, right? In our browsers. Well, I don't know about you, but I have a bad habit of leaving tabs open in multiple browsers. And so when I open them up, you know, when you restart your computer, you just get this whole cascade of sites. Yes. It's like, it's like where did oh, they all come no. from? Now, you know what? I have to tell you this out. Okay. We've talked about your tab uh, collection problem many times. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, maybe you need professional help right now because, you know, it's something that you're just not dealing with. I, you know, I have gone, or I have come a long way. I actually, because of this, because of my weekly cleanup, I close all the tabs, and I've actually gotten the habit of every day closing all those tabs. So I open okay. up to a nice, fresh browser. Nice. Okay. I'm working on it. I'm working right. on it. Trust Good. me. Good. All right. So for your browser, make sure, just close out all the tabs. Actually close down your browser, because that's when it updates. So if you leave it open all the time and you don't restart your computer, it's not going to get updates, which are important for your security. And now we are on to our last step, and that is checking for updates. So check if your operating system needs an update, any of your apps, go through, do that, give your computer a restart, and then look at that. Five minutes, and you have a clean computer. Oh, I feel so much better that I know that you're doing this and I'm not. (laughs) So just, just, all right, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, you know, I'm going to try it because maybe this is something that's going to be good for me in my life. Um, you know, just start simple. Start with your desktop. Clean that off. See how good you feel. Okay. I and will. Then, okay. Yeah, report back. And then can you come over and clean out the junk drawers? I mean, I've got I've got five or six <laughs> of them. Just come on over. You know, we'll pare them all down. You know, you keep, keep, not keep, keep, not keep, you know, that whole thing. You know, but here's the thing is that I, it's not, I don't know if it's like you and in, in your household, but I really do like to throw things away if I don't need them. I mean, my mother would even tell me that, you know, you know, she just throws everything away. You know, Barry keeps everything. I mean, like, uh. like, I mean, like there was like this piece of plastic and I'm like, why is this here? What is this for? You never know. We might need that. 
I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. All right. So what I do between you and me is sometimes I go through and I just throw stuff away and he oh, doesn't even know. And I bet he never notices. Never even notices it. Like, you know, the farmer's almanac from 2017. Don't think we need that anymore. Just say, no. I'm not even sure why we needed the farmer's almanac in 2017. I mean, was there a reason <laughs> why we, yes, we did it. I mean, you know, but cleaning is good. And, you know, I always like to leave you with a joke, Al. So you ready? After ready. here, here it is. It's just, you know, after, after cleaning up after a recent storm here in Santa Barbara, my neighbor offered me some free firewood. That's right for my fireplace here. And I felt it was like so nice of him. I mean, after all, I mean, free firewood doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> mm, I know it was bad. I'm working on that. Okay. So, you know, you have to write all these up, the five steps. Just so I will. Pa- okay. Patent pending. Yes, Patent it'll pending. be on commando.com. And we're going to put them over at commando.com. Allie, thanks for joining us. Great job as always. And yes, we're going to try it, Al. Can't promise anything, but we're just going to try it. All right, let's do a great tip. And this week is brought to you by iDrive. All right, if you own an Amazon Echo speaker or a Ring video doorbell, you've let Amazon use the bandwidth you pay for to create a network with your neighbors. Okay. Amazon's kind of hush-hush about this whole thing that they're calling the sidewalk, but it's super smart of them. They don't have to lay any cables down or make any network because you're buying the product and we're making the network for them. It's a mesh network that extends the range of your Wi-Fi up to a mile by using a little bit they save your internet bandwidth. And Amazon promises that the sidewalk network uses three layers of encryption and also that your neighbors can't see your data. Uh, They might say that, but if you think about it, a lot of smart gadgets aren't that great when it comes to cybersecurity. And all it takes is one compromised by a hacker to get into your home network. Once they're in there, mm, all bets are off. So remember, you're opted in by default because I'm sure you love having any part of your internet taken without your permission. So the good news is, is that you can opt out and you can opt out in the Alexa app or in the Ring app. Um, and then you can kick Amazon Sidewalk right to the curb. And if you need the exact steps to do that, look no further than commando.com and just search for Amazon Sidewalk opt-out. Coming back, we have more of your phone calls you don't want to miss and still to come this hour. Some important Facebook privacy settings that you need to check here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, here's the deal. I know you're listening to me probably on the radio, but if you'd like to, you can get the Kim Commando Show as a podcast. That's right. As a podcast, you get all three hours commercial-free. You get access to the interactive chat room, the Q&A forum. If you have any tech questions during the week, you don't have to Google them and find out, like, that person had no idea what they were talking about because you can always trust us. So if you like the show, you love the show, you want to support the show, make sure that you sign up for the Commando community. Really easy to do. Head over to GetKim.com. Once again, that's GetKim.com. You get 30 days for free, by the way. And after that, it's just a few bucks a month. The address, again, is GetKim.com. All right, Pastor Brian in Medford, Oregon. Hello there, Pastor Brian. What's going on? Hi, Kim. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're like the the resource of last resort for (laughs) people who are on our own tech-wise. So thanks for taking my call. Here's the situation. Uh, I've had uh, some excellent... uh, uh, websites hosted by a particular firm in Chicago. I moved to Medford and needed to set up websites for my two churches, okay. and uh, they did a wonderful job. Uh, the gentleman uh, retired to take care of his ailing wife and sold his company. 
And once he sold the company, things went downhill from there. No response from the new owner. And okay, well, he sold, August. excuse me, excuse me. He sold, who sold what company? You lost me right there. He sold the, the, the hosting company. Okay. So the guy that designed my websites was also hosting them. Okay. So he sold his company, which included design and hosting, and the new owner was unresponsive. And occasionally I could get through and he'd get some stuff done for me, but uh, uh, I was looking around for a new place to go, and as of last August, they just disappeared off the Internet. Uh, the hosting company. Cannot, the hosting company okay. and my website. Oh, darn. That's awful. Right. And so I've been to a couple of firms and said, I need you to reignite my uh, domains. And they said, well, I need to, we need to talk to the, uh, the host. And I said, I can't do it. I have EPP codes. And they didn't know what those were, and I'm not sure I do either. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it sounded good. It sounded really smart. I have those, and they're like, "No, we don't. We don't even know what we're talking about." All right, let's let yeah. me cut to the chase here. Okay, is um, I'm sure you've been praying about this. I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that was you, mean. I'm not kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I certainly have been. Um, yeah. You know, divine we, intervention and Kim. Well, I think you've been praying to the right place because here I am. Um, about a couple of months ago, we did what we call these random acts of kindness. If you're listening to the show every once in a while, I, I come down and I say, okay, I need to help you more than I can in a two or three or four minute phone call, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we actually, John, my, our IT genius, I guess spent, he, he spent countless hours with this particular hosting situation with another person. Okay. Uh, and finally got the domain transferred to GoDaddy. So what I'm going to do is you are now the recipient of a commando random act of kindness. Okay. And, uh. and I'm, we are going to put our IT geniuses on this because if they solved it for one person, they can solve it for you, sir. And, uh, and so I'm going to put you on hold and then we're going to get more information from you and we're going to need, John's going to need a whole bunch of documents from you and all that other stuff. And, and we'll figure out how to get that domain transferred over to you. Sound like a plan? Thank you, Kim. You got it. And it, it's, it's tough. It, as you mentioned it right in the beginning of the call, it's tough because where do you go? How, who do you turn to? That's why we're here. Hey, come right back. We have a tip about Facebook you don't want to miss. Okay so you, have a whole, okay, so you have a whole bunch of old posts and you're wondering who has access to them. So in your Facebook settings, go into privacy tools and then settings. And then you want to look at old posts on your timeline. And here Facebook can change anything that you shared publicly, your friends or friends, to be accessible only to your friends, something that you should do from time to time. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. And we certainly support, appreciate your support of the show and also on the website. And don't forget, the show never ends 24-7. You can find all great tips at commando.com. 